Well, good evening. Good evening. Is my microphone on? Yes. Okay. I apologize. I read the wrong gospel. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. Um, sometimes in our lives, events or things happen that can literally change our lives or at least make us look at life differently. One such event happened to me the Wednesday before Christmas. I went into the hospital for a very routine procedure. It only takes 15, 20 minutes. They knock you out. The procedure went fine. And as they were patching me up, I stopped breathing. And consequently, my heart stopped beating. They performed CPR on me for a little over a minute. And not to state the obvious, but it worked. <laughs> I am eternally grateful for the gifts and the skills that that medical team had. They kept me overnight to do some um, exams on me and, and tests and see what happened. And I'm not going to get into that now. When I got home, the magnitude of that event struck me. Because the first thing I thought was, my wife could have been planning my funeral instead of planning Christmas dinner. So over the few weeks after that, I've had time to think about it. I've had time to think about what this means. And for now, I've come up with three things. The first thing is a genuine appreciation for the gifts that God gives me every day. Now, I thought I always appreciated things, but I really appreciate things now. The second thing is, and we hear this all the time, but it's easy to, yeah, 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 type of thing. But it's the quickness of life, and it can all end like that. The third thing that I've taken from this, excuse me, <clears throat> is that why? Why am I still here? So clearly, God has an assignment, a job for me. There's something he wants me to do. He's calling me to do something. I don't know what that is at this point. But my prayer since then has been, when that moment arrives, God, please let me recognize it and answer it fully. Getting to the gospel that I didn't read, <laughs> it's the gospel where Jesus is calling the apostles, the fishermen. And he sees them on the side and he says, come, follow me. I've got something for you to do. I've got an assignment for you. I recognize your gifts and your talents and I need them. And how do they respond? Immediately they say, yes, yes, we'll follow you. Now that whole situation is kind of backwards because back in the time of Christ, 
people wanted to follow rabbis, to learn from them. And they would always go to the rabbi, Rabbi, may I follow you? May I learn from you? But in this gospel, Jesus is calling the person, saying, I want you to follow me because you have something that I need to spread this ministry. Powerful stuff. Now, I'm sure over the years, you've heard me preach about our gifts and our talents, that we're all gifted people. We're all given gifts. We're all given talents. We're all given certain blessings. And all God asks of us is to use those gifts and those talents to serve his people, to build up his kingdom here on earth, and to return them to him with increase, making our gifts and talents better. Now, if I was to venture a guess, I would say there are probably three types of people out here tonight. The first type are the ones that know their gifts and their talents and use them in ministry, use them to serve other people. I thank you for doing that. Please don't stop doing that. We need that. The second type of person is one that may know their gifts and their talents, but not sure how to use them to serve other people. And the third type might be somebody that does not know what they're gifted with at this point, not able to recognize it. If that's the case, here's a little way of kind of figuring it out. When you're doing something, what gives you the most pleasure? What swells your heart? What makes you feel full? Chances are that's where your gifts and your talents lie. The, the, the apostles weren't the only ones being called. We're being called today, constantly, by Jesus Christ. He needs us to help him spread his ministry. When he died on the cross and rose, and the church began, that wasn't the end of it. He needs us to carry it on, to help each other, to serve each other. Now, this weekend and tonight in the parish hall, we have what we call a ministry fair. And it's to showcase a number of the ministries we have in this parish. We have over 100 ministries in this parish. It's tremendous. Not all of them are there, but a good number of them are over there. I would invite each and every one of you. I know it's Sunday night, school's tomorrow, work's tomorrow. Please take a few minutes before you jump into your car, walk across the courtyard, and go visit the tables over there. Grab some paperwork. If you feel called to something, just grab it, take it home, and pray about it. There's plenty of people over there to give you information about it and things like that. Quite frankly, we need you. As a parish, we need you. It seems that COVID took a toll on a lot of our ministers in terms of saying, I can't do this anymore, I'm not gonna do it. We're building back up, just like every other church in Central Florida, the United States, the world is doing. We need you. Please prayerfully consider getting involved in some ministry. Anybody on the staff, myself included, would love to talk to you if you have an inkling and you're not quite sure 
how to use your gifts and your talents. With that, I leave you with a quote. This is by St. Mother Teresa. She said, I can't do what you do, and you can't do what I do, but together we can make the world a better place. Amen.